Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A passionate tale of love and liberation set amidst the ultra-conservative confines of modern Georgian society. And then we danced, follows Mirab, uh, a devoted dancer who has been in training for years with his partner Mary for a spot in the National Georgian Ensemble, the arrival of a male dancer, Ilrakli, gifted with perfect form and equipped with a rebellious streak, throws Mirab off balance, sparking both an intense rivalry and a romantic desire that may cause him to risk his future in dance as well as relationships with Mary and with his family. And that is the uh, backstory behind this terrific new film called And Then We Danced. And it was written and directed and I believe edited as well by uh, our guest today here on Film School Radio, Levin Atkin. Levin, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, tell me a little bit about the the genesis of the story behind And Then We Danced. Sure. Um, So back in 2013... 50 people in Georgia decided to have Georgia's first pride parade in Tbilisi, the capital. And a counter-demonstration was organized by the Georgian Orthodox Church and other uh, far-right groups. And they were 20,000 people. And it was, um, you know, very um, violent. And um, I saw these clips on the news in Sweden where I live. I'm born and raised in Sweden, but my parents are Georgian. And I saw this and I was appalled. And I knew then that I had to go to Georgia and do something on this topic. Um, But I wanted to make something hopeful uh, and something positive um, from that sort of dark incident. So that was that. That's how it started, and and uh, but I didn't go until 2016 because I was making another movie in Sweden at the time. So, but as soon as I'd finished that film, I went to Georgia and began work on what became, and then we danced. Now, in terms of just uh, as as I described in the introduction, as a very conservative society, in terms of precautions, was there things that you needed to be aware of? in going to i believe you filmed some of this in tbilisi is is that correct and and yeah i believe i i i filmed the whole film in tbilisi on on location i mean the thing with georgia is that it's very dual on one way it is very traditionally conservative and everything on the other hand especially with the younger generation it's really not so um that's also something i discovered in my research that you know there's a lot of you know there's like um war between more pro-Western uh, forces and Russian interference. Uh, and Russia really uses this LGBTQ issue as a sort of deterrent to the West. Uh, and, um, you know, the film in Georgia, in Georgia, it is actually one of the most progressive, on paper, progressive countries in that region. Because there is laws, there are laws in place to protect LGBTQ plus people and other minorities uh, since the year 2000, but it's not implemented, and and it's more of a cosmetic thing for them to have, you know, democratic laws for 
because they want to go, you know, come closer to Western EU and everything. But if you look in society, it's very homophobic. You you can't be gay and get a job, not because it's illegal or anything, because people won't hire you. Uh, and that's also, in a way, not so strange because you know there has never been any representation in Georgia of gay people. You know they're around, but you don't see them, and people don't know them, and you know people haven't met them, and people are sort of homophobic. A lot of people are homophobic by default, and this film, I think, amazingly enough, has changed a lot of that. I mean, it really has set a mark in Georgia, uh, which I never expected, and I'm very happy that it did. Well, you. You kind of leapfrogged a question I was going to ask you near the end of our interview, but thank you for bringing up that, uh, that in fact, the film is screened there, and it sounds like, from what you just said, it's had uh, what I would assume was your hoped-for reaction to the film. Yeah, I mean, in one way, I never hoped that, you know, these loudmouth bigots, I'll call them, were very, you know, in opposition to the film, and it was very extreme. But, I mean, they are in the minority, thankfully. But, you know, they were outside the cinemas in droves, and we had to have policemen in the cinemas, in the theaters, and weapon detectors and everything. So I never hoped for that. I mean, because I was afraid that something violent was going to happen. Fortunately, nothing extreme happened. There were some injuries, but nothing severe. Um, and that, you know, makes me feel terrible because the film is so hopeful yeah. and it's such an homage to Georgia and Georgian tradition and everything. But apart from that, I could never have dreamed of the film having the impact, the positive impact that it has had, not only in Georgia, but in other similar countries right. in Eastern Europe and in the region. So that's been amazing. Yeah. And I think for these kinds of issues, when you're dealing with gay and lesbian issues in societies that are conservative. What you're, I mean, I would assume what you're hoping for is, with a film like this, to begin the dialogue, to at least broach this subject in a way that is, as the film portrays exactly. it, positive, begin to push back on some of those stereotypes and uh, some of those barriers that exist. Exactly. And so there you go. Yeah. And that's that sounds like what you were able to accomplish with the film. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I just want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with the uh, director of And Then We Dance, Levin Atkin. He is also a screenwriter ed- as well as editor, did a lot of different things on this project. Uh, and it is, I want to now sort of transition into the film itself because it is a, it's it's kind of a, a triangle, a love triangle, but that's sort of, a, that's a little bit misleading, um, but, and it's also about the desire on the part of Mirab to become yeah. a uh, part of the national ensemble as a dancer, and that's, so those yeah. are the elements in, 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 as far as the film is concerned. Um, expand on that if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, I, I wanted to make a film about tradition and how, you know, tradition needs to evolve and how you shouldn't allow yourself to be sort of pigeonholed uh, into a norm just because you want to cherish your history and traditions. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that, you know, sort of hijack um, culture and tradition and nationality and say, like, you have to be this way or that way in order to, to be a real Georgian man or whatever. Right. And I think, to me, that, you know, uh, Marab's journey of self-actualization is not just him finding out that he's gay, it's him also taking place, uh, taking a 
spot in a society that you know doesn't necessarily accept him. Yeah, and I yeah exactly, and I would be remiss if I didn't really con- to bring you into the discussion of of the actors involved here, Le- Levin. Galbacchiani, who is just terrific. Everyone, uh, the principals, everyone is just really spectacular. Ba- yeah, Bachi. Bawishvili and, and Mary, uh, the character Mary, who's played by Anna Javakishvili. Yeah, they're all amazing. They really are. And I mean, these yeah. one of the things that's just so engaging about the films, the nuances in their performances, and no one mm-hmm. overreaches in terms of where their characters are. And it's all, in some ways, well, in a lot of ways, very underplayed, if anything, and it just gives mm. more and more dramatic weight to what they, what you were able to get out of their performances. Mm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and a casting. Obviously, this had to be a tremendously important part of what you were trying to accomplish. Your yeah. How did it you was find it? Very them? hard. And yeah, it was hard. I mean, it was hard to find people who wanted to be in this type of movie. And, and Levin, who plays Marab, was so brave to take this role. I actually found him on Instagram because. And I was doing interviews. I interviewed people that were his friends on Instagram, and the algorithm suggested him to me. And by then, I knew that I wanted a dance element in the film in, in some way. So he piqued my curiosity, and I asked my casting uh, person to contact him. And we met, and I was instantly very intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but but uh, but it was a long road with him because he's not an actor, and I really had to spend a lot of time with him to make him comfortable with the camera. And I did a lot of research, and most of the film is based off of interviews with people, and some of them are in the movie actually. And the film really grew organically yeah. um, from those interviews. Well, in his performance, it's he has a wonderful face, a very expressive, particularly his eyes are very, very. expressive, and I thought. I thought you were able to get out of that, get out of him that, that expressive quality that I think again brings mm. his character to life, and just a. You know, he's actually in real life a very guarded person, and we did like a short pilot of the film a year earlier, where which I showed for financing to the Swedish Film Institute, and and my producer also thought that he was too guarded, and but 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 I said, listen, you know, give me some time with him. I'm going to make him forget the camera exists. Yeah. And that, you know, I worked with him and I spent a lot of time with him and we had like no walls between us. Just, you know, right. he could really be himself. And also the film set, everybody working there, you know, we were like a family and it shows in the film because he's so naked and, yeah. you know, it's like the camera isn't there. And right. I, I think that was, you know, how I was able to sort of um, take his, get his guard down. Well, in the last minute I've got with you, I really want to comment also on mm. the foreshadowing in some ways of the dances that they're they're asked to do in the film uh, through through this academy that they're all attending, and how that sort of mirrors mm. some of their the the other the outside part of their life. I just thought it, the the way you were mm. able to integrate those two elements uh, w- was a key part of the success of the film, and I thought you did it beautifully. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, well. Uh, regrettably, we're going to have to cut our, our interview a little bit short. I know we're going to run out of time <laughs> yeah. here any second. So, yeah. uh, so Levin, I can... Thank you. Uh, it was talking to you. Thank you so much for, for being here today on Film School Radio. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. 
You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.